Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, my friends, I've never really been athletic per se. What am I saying? I've never been athletic at all, okay? We went to Grace Christian Elementary School, and our mascot was the Roadrunner. Little did I know there was this event, okay, called Race for Grace. It required running. Awesome. Right up my alley, right? Race for Grace was a sponsored race, and I'm still not really sure how it worked, but we raised money for something while running around in the hot sun wearing matching t-shirts, okay? Race day came and everybody smelled like sunblock. And we had one mission, to run as fast as we could for as long as we could until the race was over or until someone said I could go sit down, right? So the principal yelled on your mark over the loudspeaker, get set, go. And so the race began. There were those students that were like all in with like a sweat guard or the girls that wore ribbons. I'm like, I barely made it today. I was like hoping my mom would let me call in sick, okay? I don't do running. My sister and I jogged around this coned off track with all the rest of our classmates. And teachers that didn't have to run were cheering from the sidelines and passed out waters to help cool us all off. And I don't remember how long we had to run, but there were multiple laps. And just as I was starting to feel like sitting on the grass, I noticed a familiar face on the sidelines. My dad. He was in his office attire And he clapped and he whistled for us as we were running towards where he stood. And then something remarkable happened. He ducked under the rope partition and he started running with us. And suddenly I got this burst of energy because you see, my dad running with me made me want to run faster because I wanted to make him proud. And as the course wrapped around the field, sometimes he would run in front of us, sometimes he would run beside us, and sometimes he would run behind us to make way for the other kids. And when the course would call for it, he was wherever he needed to be, but he was with us, motivating us, cheering for us the whole time to keep running forward. You know, the first undercover mission in the Bible is recorded in the book of Numbers, chapter 13. God instructed Moses to assemble this team, 12 spies to go scope out the land of Canaan, which we know as the promised land in the Bible. The mission took 40 days in total. And when the spies returned, they brought a full report, right? Time for the debrief. And I can just imagine all of the people gathering around to hear the report, to hear what they had to say. Well, they shared that the land was fertile and they brought back fruit 
to prove it. They shared that the people of the land were strong. They also said the cities are walled and great, and they even said we saw giants. Giants occupy this land. The Bible says in Numbers 13.30, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Caleb was one of the spies. Verse 31 says, But the men who had gone up with him, the other spies said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Verse 32 and they gave the children of Israel gathered around, the Bible calls it an evil report of the land which they had spied out. What's interesting, though, is when you read in Deuteronomy 1.22, that says, let us send men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up and of the cities into which we shall come. Well, that's interesting because Deuteronomy 1.22 seems to indicate that the original request, the original purpose for the mission initially brought by the people was to spy out the land only to determine the way they should go in and by what cities they should come. The purpose of the mission was to figure out the easiest way to get there, a.k.a. Google Maps, the fastest route, and the city they should enter through. So all these 12 spies were really supposed to have done was to figure out the way in and the way out, and that's it. So then what's all this talk about in Numbers 13.31? We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Or if we skip down to Numbers 13.33, there we saw the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. No, no. We're not looking for comments on the people. We were just looking for the way in and the way out. You know what 10 of the 12 spies did wrong? They changed the scope of the project. They magnified the mission. Stop magnifying the mission. It isn't our job to measure the fight. It isn't our job to measure the mountain. It isn't even our job to make sense of it. The battle is not mine, but the Lord's. We are bound, humans are bound by the laws of space and time and gravity, but we serve a God that isn't. He creates the laws of nature, but he exists outside of them. So we try to use human logic to make sense of God-sized problems in our lives. Leave it to God. Trust, trust, trust. The Ark of the Covenant in the Bible represented God's presence in the Old Testament. And Numbers 10, 35 through 36 said, So it was, whenever the Ark set out, that Moses said, Rise up, O Lord. Let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, return, O Lord, to the many thousands of Israel. Let me tell you something right now. When you are a child of the king, the presence of God is within you. Yes. 
So when you wake up in the morning, you can say, rise up, O Lord. Let your enemies be scattered before you. And when you lay your head at night, you say, return, O Lord. Stop fighting. Start trusting. Let go and let God. He's just asking us to look for the way in and look for the way out. That's it. Know where the doors are. Because when God opens the door, it's time to run. It's not going to make sense on paper. It's not always going to add up. But when God is ready to move, I am ready to run, not walk towards the door. David ran towards that giant because he wasn't weighed down with armor. Some of us need to put down our sword and shield that we're hiding behind and just lighten up. Guess what? This thing, this problem, this situation that I'm fighting, it's bigger than me. And I don't have the capacity, but nothing is bigger than our great God. So instead of sharpening your sword, instead of working on your argument, instead of trying to figure things out, why don't you put your running shoes on? Because when God opens the door, I am running towards yes, the promise. Yes, I am yes. running towards the victory. When you are a son and daughter of the king, it's no longer your enemy. It's God's enemy. And parents with kids will understand this. You wouldn't believe how many times my mother was at the principal's office dealing with my business, okay? But if your kid is bullied at school, it's real personal, isn't it, parents? Because your kid is everything to you. So when they are bullied, you're going to be ready, just like my mom was, to waltz into the principal's office and take care of business. As sons and daughters of the Most High God, our enemies are not our own. They're God's. So then, Jessica, what are you doing? Stretching? Tying my shoes, reading my Bible, praying. What do you mean you're stretching? Where's your sword? Where's your shield? Oh, I'm just getting ready to run. Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. Why do we think we need to fight for ourselves? In this 2021 environment, everybody has gone insane. I can't fight my own battles. Leave it to Jesus. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Drop your shield. God's your shield. Drop your shield. Whatever you're holding, drop it. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth and with my song will I praise him. You want help? Trust God. You want answers? Trust God. You want an open door? Trust God. God. Yes. You want victory? Trust God. Today, we need to stop clenching our fists. We need to stop gritting our jaw. And we need to stop trying to make a way. Jesus is the way. Yes. Trust him. Yes. Look to him. The battle is the Lord's. Thank you, Jesus. And we've got to stop trying to quantify the mission. We've got to stop magnifying the mission in our lives. We've got to stop magnifying the fight. Whatever it is we're up against, stop making it bigger than God in your life. Stop trying to guess how God is going to move. 
He is going to move, and I don't care how he chooses to move, but you better not miss it. You better not be left behind. Stop trying to put God in a box. That's not how he operates. There is no box. Amen. That's good. In my very short time on this planet, I have had firsthand experiences of God making the impossible possible. And it never makes sense. And it's always beyond human comprehension and understanding. But guess what? I don't need to understand it. Who am I? No. I don't need to understand it. It doesn't need to make sense. When God's ready to move, I'm ready, and he gets the glory. Yes, amen. If we are not careful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If we are not careful, we may find ourselves waiting to sign off on God's plans. Well, God, let's just see what you're going to do here. We, since when does God need our sign-off, our permission, or our input? The quickest way to destroy God's mission is to step out of line. To make God's business your business, the quickest way to destroy what God is trying to do is to believe that you need to understand, you need to approve, or sign off. Let me tell you, the 10 spies that gave that evil report, they changed the scope of the project and it destroyed them. They magnified the mission. They changed the course of the project. So guess what? They died by plague and they never got to enter into the promised land. They never got to be part of the promise, part of the miracle, part of the blessing. Careful because you're going to miss it. God doesn't need our blessing. We need his blessing. And if it's from God, it will always be for you. I must have his perfect will. Not my will, but thine be done. And some of you may be weighed down today, not by weaponry, but by the cares of this life, by worry, anxiety, stress, depression, uncertainty, the unknown, and fear. And because of it, you just feel worn out. You feel tired. You feel fatigued. You've got to leave all of that at the feet of Jesus. Whatever is weighing you down today, it's not yours to carry. So just give it to Jesus. We are meant to be overcomers. We are meant to be victorious. How do we do that? Revelation 12, 11, by the blood of the lamb. So let's pause right there. If you have given it to God, and if you have put it under the blood, leave it there. That sin you committed 100 years ago that the devil keeps reminding you about, but you already asked God to forgive you for, no longer yours to carry, leave it under the blood. Leave it there. We will never going to get to where God wants to take us if we keep pulling stuff out from under the blood. Let it go. Let it go. The only way we're going to climb higher is if we leave it behind. We've got to shake it off and stomp it down. So back to verse 11, the rest of it. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Wasn't song service awesome today? You don't know like I know what he's done for me. 
truly, you don't know like I know. We can share our testimonies with each other, and the Bible says that we should. But truly, your testimony is personal to you. And even if you share it with someone, you still know. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. You really, I mean, I can tell you all day long, but only God knows that I know what he's done for me. Testimonies are powerful. They are a retelling and a reminding of what God has done miraculously in our lives. And if you are ever feeling a little sluggish on your journey, in need of a little encouragement, a little uncertain, if you're questioning or unsure, maybe you need to revisit some of your own personal miracles. Maybe you need to encourage yourself on what God has already done in your life. You see, the God of your yesterday is the God of your today and has already gone before you into tomorrow. Hebrews 12.1, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The only way that you can run is to drop the baggage. Try catching a flight in the airport when you've got 10 bags, you know, slapping the ground behind you. It's not going to happen. We've got to drop the baggage. We've got to drop the sin. We've got to drop our doubt. We've got to drop those relationships that may not be serving us, that are dragging us down. Drop the weapons so that we can run with patience. How do we run with patience? Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Jesus endured the cross so that we could live in freedom. Jesus endured the cross so that we would not be bound by sin or by shame or by problems or anxiety or stress. Leave it there. Looking unto Jesus means trusting in him. How can I run with patience if I don't even know where God is leading? Well, do you trust him? He's going to show you. And are you being still and listening for his voice? He will speak to you. When you're running on, as you know, the one time a year that I decide I'm going to get healthy pre-COVID, you might see me at the park, you know, at the track, trying to make some laps and run around. And when someone's running behind you, they'll say things like, on your left, right? (laughs) You must run here all the time because you know the lingo, on your left, on your right. I don't even know what that means. I'm probably going to slam into you. So I was always like looking around, where are you coming from, right? Well, remember Race for Grace, me ready to give up in elementary school and sit on the grass and then seeing my dad on the sidelines cheering me on and then jumping in to run alongside of us. I believe Jesus is like that. He's saying you have to run, but I'm going to run before you when that's necessary. And when it's time for me, I'm going to run beside you so you never feel alone. And I'll be your rear guard and I will always have your back. See, he is everywhere all the time. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So how are you still smiling? How are you not worried? 
How are you not afraid? How come you seem fine when the rest of the world is going to pieces? Because my hope is in Jesus. He is my strength. He is my comfort. He is my peace. He is my joy. He is my protector. He is my everything. You know, today I believe all that God's telling us is just listen for my voice. Listen for my leading. Seasons of change are not only coming, but they're here. Mm-hmm. And the coming of the Lord is nearer than ever. Yes, it is. So we must run to the left, to the right, and forward, and sometimes just stand still, mm-hmm. watching for the open doors, watching for the closed doors, and ready to run through the next one when God provides a way forward. Exodus fourteen thirteen. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Salvation is saving, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Get this in verse 14. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Thank you, Jesus. So you know what? Let the Lord fight. Mm -hmm. Give it to God. Save your energy. Save your focus for your purpose, your mission. Life is so short. Life is so fleeting. Don't spend one ounce of energy doing anything that God should be doing for you. Put it in God's hands and watch what God's going to do with it. God bless you. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.